0: for joining brothers of the word because brother you need the word we welcome those of you who are joining us by television or joining us at airjesus.com stay tuned to today's message i just want to help you when you have those times where it feels like you're going in the wrong direction or you're wondering why certain things are happening in your life so just stay tuned have some something I want to share. Um, Open your Bibles, if you will, over to the book of uh, Jeremiah. In fact, put your finger in two places. The book of Jeremiah there in the Old Testament and also Isaiah. Just would like to read a verse out of both of them. In fact, they are right next door to each other. So if you go to the middle of the Old Testament and uh, put your finger in Isaiah chapter 30. Put your finger in Isaiah chapter 30 and also put your finger in Jeremiah chapter 10. Isaiah chapter 30 and Jeremiah chapter 10. And we'll actually begin with Jeremiah chapter 10 and we will begin with the 23rd verse. just want to read one verse there. Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 23. And let's read that together in unison. Ready? Read. O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. Read that just one more time before we turn to Isaiah. Uh, Jeremiah 10, verse 23. Ready? Read. O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. And also flip there to the other text there in the book of Isaiah chapter 30. And let's read verse 21 in unison. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21. Ready? Read. And thine ears... Shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it, when ye turn to the right hand, and when ye turn to the left. And I just want to use as a subject today, directing your steps. Directing your steps. Turn to your neighbor and say, God wants to direct your steps. (coughs) Turn to your neighbor again and say, God enjoys directing your steps. One of the great privileges that we have as children of God is is to have a loving Heavenly Father who orders our steps. Um, Psalms 37 verse 23 says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighted. In His way, so God takes pleasure in your way when you're doing, when you're willing to do things His way, when you're willing to please Him and serve Him. The Bible said God delights in your way, and He orders your step. And I also believe that there's a twofold meaning there, where it says He delights in His way. Um, I also believe that refers to us delighting in God's way that we we delight to do his will we enjoy doing his we want to be in his will so we delight in his way and he delights in our way and the beautiful verse there is that the steps of a good man are ordered by the lord and so it's always so all inspiring to see god moving in the little details of our lives you know that's a it's a it's a very wonderful thought to comprehend that God himself by his divine hand is orchestrating sometimes just the simple ordinary daily events of our lives I was not too long ago I had my son with me and we were at the mall and we stopped in the food court to get something to eat and um we were looking at these particular um, these particular wraps that we were buying, and I said to my son, "I said I don't know if one of those wraps is big enough to fill me up, so I'm going to get two, you know, just in case." <laughs> and so I got two for myself and one for my son. And uh, as we went on driving, we had to go meet a friend of mine. And as we were driving, we were eating our lunch. And uh, after I ate my first wrap, it was so big, I was just full. And I said, son, I overdid it. I, don't, I didn't need the second wrap. And I've just wasted money and wasted effort buying this thing. And, you know, the first one filled me up and I can't eat another mouthful. And so, you know, I've just wasted it. And so when we went to go visit my friend, as we were talking to him, he was at work and we were talking to him. He said, man, I am about to starve. He said, I have been working all day, and I can't take a break, and I can't get away. And he said, man, he said, I'm so hungry. He said, in fact, I knew you were coming. He said, I started to call you, to ask you if you would, wouldn't mind stopping by, picking something up to eat for me. But he said, I didn't want to impose on you. And then my face just lit up. I said, "I said, wait right here. And I ran out to my car and I brought him the, the wrap and the lunch that I had left, and it was... He almost received it with tears in his eyes. He said, this has to be God. He said, God knew I was hungry. (laughs) And you know, all along I thought I was buying two for myself, but God had other plans. And I began to, just recently, just so many of these little events were happening in my life, and that's why God stimulated this message. Uh, I, I just begin to see the hand of the Lord directing my steps and ordering my way. And it's, it's, it's really thrilling. It's thrilling to know that God's hand has entered your life. And here's the thought that really gets me... All the stuff that God has to master and control in the world. He has to run the whole universe. Keep the stars where they are. Keep making sure the sun comes up. Make sure the birds fly. He has to manage all of the wars and the conflicts between nations and continents. And he has to do all of the ecological balancing of the weather and the water and the mountains. And keeping the earth perfectly weighted and balanced and spinning and rotating. Keeping everything perfectly in place. And on top of all that, he still has time to order my steps. You know, that's a a mind-boggling, it's a mind-boggling thought. All of this that God has to manage and oversee, yet he is interested in the intricate details of my life. And he has time to order my steps. I just love that he has time to order steps. You're the apple of his eye. There's nothing God loves any more than you. He loves you. you. are the apple of his eye. So even though he has all of these things to manage, his eye is forever on you. Turn Just to prove that to you. Some of you don't believe it. Go to Psalms, I think it is. I'm taking a guess here. Psalms 32. No, it's not Psalms. Well, I'm sorry. Yes, it is. Yes, it's Psalms. Psalms, See, always stick with your first instinct. Psalms 32. (laughs) Psalms 32, verse 8. Watch this. Now, look at this. Look at what God says here. I just want to prove to you that his eye is on you. Notice. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee. With mine eye, see God's eye. God's eye is on you, even though He's managing all this stuff. His eye is right on you. You're the apple. You are the apple of His eye, and so it just thrilled me. In fact, uh, another instance I had, and I had several of these. I wish I could share all of them with you. But another instance I had um, a couple of weeks ago. I was I was driving, and I was on my way to a, a bank. Particular branch and the um, the highway that I needed to exit on to get on some kind of way I don't know how some kind of way I missed the exit I I was I went just wasn't in the right lane and when I tried to get in there I just couldn't get over there it was just too packed you all know about traffic here in Atlanta <laughs> and nobody was letting me over and I just I just had to just forego it and I said well I will just keep straight and I'll go to another branch. And when I got to the other branch, uh, it dawned on me, I ran into a lady that I needed to bless. And I said, God, I see what you were doing. You prevented me from going to the other branch because there was somebody here that you wanted to deliver something to. And you wanted me to bless her. So you, you blocked me out the right lane. To make me go to this branch just because you wanted to deliver something to somebody else. And so I begin to realize there are three primary reasons why God directs our steps. Number one, he does it for your benefit. Number two, he does it for the benefit of others. Sometimes he's trying to do something for someone else, but he has to direct your steps to get you to play into that. Um... Number three, God directs our steps for his purposes. Sometimes there's just some greater purposes of God that he's trying to carry out. And it's not about you. It's not about somebody else. But it's about God establishing his purpose and carrying out something that he wants to do. He wants to do his will. And so those are the three primary reasons God directs our steps. For our benefit, for the benefit of somebody else, and for the purpose of God, And so just, you know, instance after instance, in fact, one day I had my cell phone in my pocket and I pulled the phone out of my pocket and I looked at it and it was dialing. Anybody ever, you've ever done that with a phone, you know, by mistake? And I just happened to look at the number, it was dialing. I said, actually, this is a good buddy I hadn't talked to in a while, I need to talk to him anyway. And I went ahead and, and let it let it call. Ended up calling the person, uh, talking with them. And guess what? Next time I saw them, they were at church. They came. They hadn't been to church, but they came to church because I made the call. And I, I thought back and I said that really wasn't me making the call. God was directing my steps because He wanted to reach out to them. And I, you know, and so so many of these little instances were just happening. And it's like God just kept bringing this up that I'm directing you. I'm directing your steps. I am directing your steps. I like um, I like this verse over in uh, Proverbs sixteen nine. Turn over there real quick. Proverbs sixteen. Proverbs chapter sixteen and verse nine. I love this verse. Proverbs sixteen and verse nine. It says, "A man's heart deviseth his way." But the Lord directed his steps. Notice that. A man's heart deviseth, or my Bible said, plans. Translate that, deviseth as plans. So a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directed his steps. In other words, God is saying, there may be some things you set out to do. And you may start out doing one thing or you got a particular agenda that you're setting out for. And you may start out after one thing, but God has something else in mind. And so as you're on your way to do your thing, God has a way. I can't explain it theologically, but he has a way of getting into your Kool-Aid. He has, I mean, God has a way of redirecting your steps. Can make you bump into this person or have this incident to happen. Even though you set out for something else, God has a way of directing your steps. So God is saying, you can plan, you can make your plans and I'll just rearrange them. <laughs> Go ahead and make your plans. You can plan and God is saying, you make your plans and I'll rearrange them as I see fit. Is that a deal? This is what God says to us. And so, uh, he'll reroute you. He'll reroute your steps. He'll redirect your steps. And um and and so often we never even know it. And I now begin to realize how Somehow we are unconsciously led by the Lord. We, we don't even realize it. We don't even know all of His leading. Let me let me read something that, that I found was uh, extremely fascinating. This was a, a Mountain Wings issue. I read this once before a couple. Of, uh, this is probably about a year and a half ago. Uh, but it says a few years ago in downtown Denver, my friend Scott. And I saw something tiny and insignificant that changed the world. But no one else even seemed to notice. It was one of those beautiful Denver days. Crystal clear, no humidity, not a cloud in the sky. We decided to walk the 10 blocks to an outdoor restaurant rather than take the shuttle bus that runs up and down the 16th street mall the restaurant in the shape of a baseball diamond was called the Blake Street baseball club the tables were set approximately appropriately on the grass in field many colorful pennants and flags hung limply limply overhead as we sat outside the sun continued to beat down on us and it became increasingly hot there wasn't a hint of a breeze and heat radiated up from the tabletop. Nothing moved except the waiters, of course. And they didn't move very fast either. After lunch, Scott and I started to walk back up the mall. We both noticed a mother and her young daughter walking out of a card shop toward the street. She was holding her daughter by the hand while reading a greeting card. It was immediately apparent to us that she was so engrossed in the card that she did not notice a shuttle bus moving toward her at a good clip. She and her daughter were one step away from disaster when Scott started to yell. He didn't even get a word out when a breeze blew the card out of her hand and over her shoulder. She spun around and grabbed at the card, nearly knocking her daughter over. By the time she picked up the card from the ground and turned back around to cross the street, the shuttle bus had whizzed by her. She never even knew what almost happened. To this day, two things continue to perplex me about this event. Where did that one spurt of wind come from to blow the card out of that young lady's, that young mother's hand? There had not been a whisper of wind at lunch or during our long walk back to the mall. Secondly... If Scott had been able to get his words out, the young mother might have looked up at us as they continued to walk into the bus. It was the wind that made her turn back to the car in the one direction that saved her life and that of her daughter. The passing bus did not create the wind. On the contrary, the wind came from the opposite direction. I have no doubt it was a breath from God protecting them both. But the awesomeness of this miracle is that she never knew. As we continue back to work, I wondered how God often acts in our lives without our being aware The difference between life and death can very well be a little thing. Just a breeze of a wind directed her steps. But God blew the wind. He directs our steps. He guides us with his eye. I have another interesting article entitled, someone emailed me. This is entitled, The Little Things. And it's relating to uh, the 9-11 catastrophic event that took so many lives. But here are some of the testimonies of people whose lives were spared. And I want you to hear their testimonies. As you might know, the head of a company survived 9-11 because his son started kindergarten that morning. Another fellow was alive because it was his turn to bring donuts. One woman was late because her alarm clock didn't go off in time. One was late because of being stuck in, on the New Jersey turnpike because of an auto accident. One of them missed the bus. One spilled food on her clothes and had to take time to change. One's car wouldn't start. One went back to answer the telephone. One had a child that dwaddled and didn't get ready as soon as he should have. One couldn't get a taxi. The one that struck me was the man who put on a new pair of shoes that morning took the various means to get to work. But before he got there, he developed a blister on his foot. He stopped at a drugstore To buy a band aid, that is why he is alive today. Now, when I'm stuck in traffic, miss an elevator, turn back to answer a ringing telephone, all the little things that annoy me, I think to myself, this is exactly where God wants me to be at this very moment. Next time your morning seems to be going wrong, The children are slow getting dressed. You can't seem to find the car keys. You hit every traffic light. Don't get mad or frustrated. It may be just that God is at work watching over you. May God continue to bless you with all those annoying little things. And may you remember their possible purpose. Just little things. Little thing, little ways that God directs how he directs our steps. Just a little thing, just a little thing. I remember Pastor Dale was sharing, he said one morning he was at home and uh, he was kind of in a rush to get out, to head to work, and he couldn't find his car keys. And he said he was just fumbling around the house looking for his keys. And he said the Lord spoke to him and said, I'm purposely slowing you down to cause you to avoid a car accident. So he said, I'm pur- purposely holding you up. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? The way God, he works in our way. Sometimes we will never even know it. Not even conscious of it. So many times throughout the day. Little things that God in his watchful eye is watching over our steps. He's watching over our steps. All because he loves us. All because he loves us. He loves us so much, and he directs us with his infinite care. And I want you to know that um, God's direction in our lives is is so far greater than our own ability to direct our own lives. Um, I, I don't really have time to to get into it. Maybe we'll finish looking at this uh, next week. But uh, there are some wonderful things in God's word concerning this. Why we can't direct our own way and why it takes God to direct your steps. To uh, fulfill your purpose and to to be exactly where God wants you to be. How to uh, miss certain tragedies and circumvent certain things that are not planned and purposed. For you, and so just some wonderful things that I came across, and and we may take time to continue looking at this on next week. Thank you all so much for joining us. Those of you who are watching on television, I would love for you to go to airjesus.com and you can listen to this message, message number seven three four five, directing your steps. You can also email it to a friend absolutely free of charge thank you so much for joining us today brothers of the word because brother you need the word this ends message number seven three four five by c elijah brauner to hear other messages or to send this message number seven three four five to a friend simply go to airjesus.com and the online word.com this has been message number seven three four five Listen to AirJesus.com and TheOnlineWord.com often and keep your spirit charged up.